Hello and welcome to How to Stay Married So Far. Now this chat we're going to have today is off the back of um, an article that Mark sent me, so I don't know if he was trying to tell me something. <laughs> trying to tell what you was incredibly the title of it, Mark? Hot. Uh, was it Sun, Sea and Sexless Breaks? Why couples aren't getting hot on holiday. And actually it's, it's very quite hot right now. a comprehensive um, article, you know, dating from this journalist's honeymoon right through to... Uh, busy family holiday sex to actually post-divorce sex. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of opinions in there. And by the way, if you first time on the podcast, this is our marriage podcast, which we've been doing now, I think, for about five years. Halfway. And uh, this is about episode 120 something. And um, the the important bit is in brackets so far because one can never assume safely that one has ever reached the right destination until one of you is in the ground. I think that's probably exactly. the best bet. You never know. You never and know. that's a very cheery beginning to Yeah, no, just, a, just a, so, um, so far. We are also on YouTube, if you want to watch us, um, uh, our YouTube channel oh, is called The Sawala Adelies, and there's loads of other content on there as well. Um, I, I really like this, this, this Some article. Some sea and sex. I mean, as a phrase, it's a phrase that everyone trots around, doesn't it? And I have to say, I love it. Sun, sea, and sex. I love it. When you think when you were young and before there was any any responsibilities whatsoever, because my thing is always that it's responsibility that gets in the way of feeling free and feeling able to swing from the chandeliers. It's all the responsibilities that come in. So it's not just youth because you're not youth itself. It's that youth doesn't have anything else to think about. And it doesn't... Usually youth isn't anywhere with, like, elderly relatives or, or children, children or babies and stuff like that. And I think it's quite a good... Quite or teenagers. Moment. Teenagers stay up all night. Because when, you, when you've got little ones and you're thinking, oh, well, when they grow up a bit, then, you know, we'll mm. be able to have sex more freely. But then they grow up and you're either waiting for them to come in at 2 o'clock in the morning or they're yeah. still set up with all their well, friends. Well, you kind of wishing you were out sort of clubbing with them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's probably good timing, this, isn't it? It's the end of the summer holidays. There'll be lots of people who've either gone away and had lots of fantastic shagalicious holidaying or there'll be those who've come back and feel that somehow what you haven't had or haven't got, I'm using those terms purposefully, or what you haven't experienced together or thought you were going to get together has possibly been highlighted and you're going back into kind of the madness of normal life thinking, oh, it didn't quite happen as I thought, as I saw it. And I thought it was interesting because some see and sex... I mean, I hate the sun in this country, but when I was younger, I loved, I loved like anyone, I loved it abroad. Um, sea, fantastic, and sex, it's the, it's the, it makes me think of the smell of sort of, you know, uh, what's it called? Suntan lotion, yeah. Ombre, was it? Ombre solaire. Ombre solaire, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Well, I think, uh, well, where should we start with this? Let's start with when you might be first together. Okay, so Mark and I got together and got pregnant and married very quickly. So we didn't actually have any holidays without any children. We had no. our honeymoon and on our wedding night, we certainly didn't have sex because we were knackered. And I think that was the same with loads of people. And then our honeymoon we did. So that was our first holiday. And then we had our first child. And so then our next holiday was then with a child. Bear in mind, I've got two children already, so we were also quite quickly incorporating a much older child. Mm. So it wasn't even like you had that sort of thing that I think young parents mm. can get, which is babies down, 
there's a moment you've actually got slightly older children too, didn't we? From and our first holiday was was with just with Maddie. We went mm. to Argentina. Oh, yeah. And what we were trying to do is like have that couple thing, you know, not feel like we're tied down by a baby. We're going to go fucking miles away, and um, <clears throat> everything will be fixed, and we'll have great sex, and it will all be amazing, and it will be, and. You know, she's good on that in this article because it is just, it's a bit like those expectations with New Year's Eve. You know, you've yeah. got so much store in it. Well, you're still breastfeeding, you're still not sleeping, you've still got to be quiet because the baby's going to wake you up. And I think I would actually say to people, forget about holiday support for your first couple of years with them. Everyone just gets that nice idyllic thought. Mm, we'll be mm. playing with them in the sea and they'll be so tired and they'll sleep all night. I think actually it's a real breaking point mm. taking new babies away on holiday. Too hot. Their mm. their routines all over the place. They're they're fussing and overheated. It's not all magical like like the couple would have hoped. And so yet again, sex goes right to the bottom of mm. the of the list. So then you can often come back and think, oh my god, our sex life really is ruined. Not mm. even on holiday. So well, I, think, yeah. I seriously that would be my advice. Unless you've got a night nanny. Yeah, I mean, we've quite quickly got into kind of... The, uh, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying, and I think it's good. The, and the article kind of pushes through the practicalities of different types of holidays. I mean, I think the thing... I'm always fascinated to know what makes me click on an article or make me click, especially on this sort of thing. Um, you know, I like sex, but it, it, it's, it is that... It's the myth and it's the idea of this thing, sun, sea, sand and sex or whatever it is, you know. Um, and, and I do think that we, we instill it with an enormous amount of... Um, expectation. Well, not just expectation, but like you say, how it plays out. And I think this is true generally, and we've talked about this in our sort of travelling vlogs and family vlogs and what have you, is there's, an, there's, a, there's a different kind of pressure on a holiday where you're supposed to, in a sort of microwaved fashion have all the best bits amplified and be able but to you, relax you can't do and be able to stop mm. and be able to... And so all of the good bits are supposed to be able to come to the fore. When in matter of fact, actually, often, you know, in the real world, it's a time to kind of suddenly breathe a sigh of relief, maybe collapse on a bed, although, to be honest, as you rightly say with younger kids, it's a time where actually really the hard work starts because... I think, you know, I think going away is impossible. as a couple, mm. you, you, like you say, you think you're going to be able to recapture a bit of your youth you know, euphoric recall of maybe a romance, a holiday romance that you had. And yeah. really it was, it was the sun, it was the sea, it was the pina coladas. It the was this. Had abs. <clears throat> you can't recapture that. No. Within, and the reason I started with our first holiday with a baby is because I thought it'd be quite interesting yeah. to track through our holidays. Yes. And, and understand and share with you that, you know, where it hasn't all been perfect for us either. Because I think the thing is, so often everybody thinks that everybody else is having a great time and doing it all right. Mm. But actually, mm. whenever you scratch the surface, most people would say, gosh, tonight I was bloody knackered, I was mm. pissed every night, I was eating too many yep. kebabs. And um, I think, like you say, we pile the pressure on ourselves saying, well, why are sex life is a bit shaky at the moment? It's because we just got so much on at home. Yeah. But you've just got a whole lot of different stuff on. On holiday, I've got a radical so you go new idea. Yeah, like my friend just went camping yeah, yeah. for two weeks with three children in the tent, and you think, well, you're not going to have sex there. Well, no, you're not. I mean, well, you just no, have to accept that you have that you're to make. Not. Well, no, but they are. Okay, so interesting. We have to accept. So you're going to have to make the time, aren't you? Going to have to find a way well, when right? the kids well, do, will do, go do swimming or when the da da da. You have to find the time. 
No, I'm saying that's the pressure in your oh, head. See, I have right, to I find say, the yeah, time, yeah, yeah. otherwise, oh, my God, how are we going to feel? Yeah. We've got to be, like, if we were young, we'd be ripping each other's clothes off and finding a way. You know, it's yeah. all that stuff, I think, that, that, that comes in. And like you say, people come back. 60% of people come home disappointed. I love the fact that this survey was done by Durex. Yeah, the, the company that did this uh, was Durex. So, you know, and, and they're wanting people to believe that, you know, they, you'd think they'd want the world to believe that everyone's wanting to have more and more. So, I mean, I, I, love, think... I just want to say one thing, because you might not know this, but an awful lot of women will say <clears throat> that if they get like a couple's break, mm. like a short break, the pressure then is enormous. Okay. And I'm sure it's the same for men. Mm. You've suddenly got, okay, you haven't got the kids. Of course, we've all got kids in our head all the time. You don't just simply leave the kids at home and suddenly you haven't mm. got kids. They're in there. Mm. Mm. <laughs> like d d sucking up all the oxygen out of a relationship. That's what they do. Mm. Um, and so a lot of women have a technique. Do you know what it is? Sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry, we had to pause there because I had a big coughing fit. So do you know what it is, what the technique is? No. Can you imagine? I wonder if there's any women here thinking What, the, the technique that you would use Something... to avoid having sex? No, 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 not to avoid, so that you don't feel a failure. Do it straight away. Yes. Every woman says that, so do it, get there, get it done straight away. It takes the pressure off, and then you might be able actually to have some <laughs> nice wondered, sex I'll... at a different oh, time. Oh, I see. Because I've sometimes wondered that about us. Because we... We'll, we'll get there and on a we sort don't. of personal break. Yeah, no, no, we would. We, it, we can usually it can happen quite quickly, and then, and then we're both not as inclined for a couple of days, and then and then we can sometimes actually come home, and it would have been the first time that we did it there that that, that was the time. Sometimes I've got confused. I remember well, no, no, once. No, I think you're right. What I'm saying is, I don't think that's just for women. I think for men too. I think there is this idea of let's make sure it happens in some way. So, yeah. and you're up for it, and you've got there, and it's usually the excitement of it all. But sometimes, actually, as you get older, if you're there for two or th say you're only there for three days, and it happens on the first night, and the second night you've got to get up at six a.m. and you've just one night, yeah. and one of you's drinking, or both of you are drinking. I mean, with us, it's just one of us. It only takes a couple of drinks for one half or that person to suddenly feel a bit, ooh, you know, and it's it goes, it goes out the window. So. I think that's a good strategy. I, I, it's a bit well, like scheduling sex. That's what a lot of sex. women talk about. Say, so because because uh, I think pressure is pressure, pressure, mm. pressure. So many different kinds of pressure, isn't it? Pressure to look great, mm. pressure to perform well, pressure to be up for anything, pressure to be to be you know the most loving of couples, pressure to be saucy. All these things, and at the same time, doesn't matter if you're on holiday or not, all the other pressures of life are still, are still there. You're not going to suddenly feel gorgeous. You're not going to suddenly feel properly connected with the person that maybe you haven't been getting on that well with and you haven't mm. been having good convos with and you haven't been kissing as much and suddenly you're launched into a holiday where suddenly you've both got to be, like, swinging from the shadows. I think it's really dangerous and I can think of relationships. I mean, moments I've been in, in, in relationships where there is an unwritten sort of assumption on both sides that perhaps how this trip goes or what does or doesn't happen in this trip in terms of intimacy is going to be some kind of, if you like, assessment of kind of where yeah. we're at, especially if I'm thinking about relationships precisely where there was no, there were no children involved or, you know, and you weren't, you weren't away with kids. And, and, and I think, you know, so the idea of holiday sex as a, as a means of fixing something Mm, I think is really say. tricky mm. and really difficult and really pressured because, of course, what fixes it for one person doesn't fix it for the other. Um, I, a holiday will not fix no. a, a relationship in dire straits, no. I don't think. So, you know, if you're hardly talking on the plane over, mm. 
you know, you should start prepping a long while before your holiday. Maybe masturbate saying, on the plane. Well, maybe even have a conversation where you say, you know what, I'm thinking about this holiday and I really would like it to be a time when we can just be a bit more intimate with each other. And that doesn't necessarily mean intercourse. That means holding hands more, kissing more. Mm. And maybe we should just try just a little to do that here. Why are we not doing mm. that here? What's going on? Don't be thinking I'm going to leave all of this to just be fixed by the sun, sea and sangria, because it won't. What will end up happening is you'll get really pissed and you'll end up mm. having a massive row and storming off back well, to that hotel. Many times. So <laughs> drinking it. We've I done mean, that why, a few why times. Is it, why is, what is it, though, about, do you think, the nature of the holiday thing? I mean, is it reminiscences <clears> of... Uh, you know, holiday romances in the past. I mean, I never had a holiday romance. I mean, I, I, I hooked up with someone once when I was travelling somewhere, but I never had a holiday romance. I never went somewhere, had a fling, had sex with someone locally and never saw that. It just didn't, didn't happen like that. Um, so I don't have that association. And yet there is something about going abroad, being around lots of other people, being around other couples, being around other sort of, you know, there's more, you see more bodies, you smell the sort of, you know, the as we said, the suntan lotion, you hear the splash of water. Um, what is it about that that makes that f makes it more evocative? Where does that pressure come from? That, that sex is because part people of that? feel better looking. I mean, it says in this article, doesn't it? You know, give yourself time when you first get there to just rest and recuperate. Yeah, don't feel so like you know you've got a two week holiday. Don't feel like you've got to be <clears throat> you know gymnasticking um, in the first couple of days. Give me twenty. You'll start to feel better mm. as you get older. You do bloat a bit on the plane. The bloat goes it's down terrible, a bit, isn't it? You start. To, you've got a bit of a tan. You've been unclothed a bit. You've been feeling, you know, the sun and the sea and the sand on your body. So you've become a bit more aware of your body because mm. we are the Brits are very closed off. And you know, you might have had a long while lying on a sunbed, and just you know, you've let your mind roam a bit. So you're going to be, you're going to have de-stressed. And it's no good saying, "Oh but God, when I was 18, I just used to get there and just want sex straight away." And because that's not, that's not, that's not life anymore. Invariably, when people go on holiday, they're coming off the back of huge like mm -hmm. workload. Like often. We've fallen into a holiday almost at breaking point with so now because yeah. we've usually stayed up till two o'clock in the morning, packing, doing all final bits. Whole long journey. We often have taken our elderly, our kids, our stepkids. Mm. We want them all to be happy. Are they happy with their mm. room? Is the villa well, right? The last How are they going to deal with them? Happy, yeah. Absolutely. How are they going to deal with the mosquitoes? Yeah, yeah. What are they going to do? The woodland animals. Isn't we it? hardly look at each other for the first two yeah, days it's true. because true. we're worrying about everybody else. So then we're even more exhausted. Yes. And then suddenly we're supposed yeah. to fall into bed and be all like, ha, ha, ha. And, Do in you, fact, yeah. we, we recently went away just for a few days, didn't we, to Lisbon. And I don't think we were particularly expecting much from the break. But we did manage to just relax really quickly mm, yeah, because really we weren't nice. looking after We weren't looking after anyone. No, no, it was really that nice. That was a huge light bulb moment. I know. So why am I saying that? I'm saying that to anybody that might be berating themselves, having just come back from this summer, you know... If you were looking after a load of other people as well, it's very difficult to be a sex god. Is that a bit depressing, though? Does that mean you have to wait <laughs> all those years until you can get to the point where... Because the vast majority of people can't afford to, as this article rather sort of, like, cockily says, you know, well, maybe do a family holiday with all the dependents and elderly and then have a city break. A lot of people can't afford a city break, too. So, mm. you know, 
It's really hard. And I think that is really important when you get these articles, which are very in the middle class, sort of wealthy kind of readership with middle class people like us reading it going, well, of course, yes, we could always go to Dublin for a couple of, you know, most people don't. Most people have one holiday. Yeah, exactly. Most people have one holiday. Yeah, exactly. They have, and it's about a package deal. It's about getting well, everyone we did in. for years. Absolutely. Like we did for like years. Everyone, you know, getting mm -hmm. most people in, you want most people to have a good time. And in that instance, I can really see how the stress of finding something for yourselves, I think it's often characterised as selfishness, say, principally, often, stereotypically, from the man wanting maybe more... I don't necessarily think it is all stereotypically selfish of someone wanting it to be these things. It's a moment where everyone wants to have the best time with those people they love. Yes. There's nothing wrong in wanting no. and hoping that you can make a stronger connection with your exactly, partner. Exactly, exactly. And all the time the kids were growing up, we were having one holiday mm. a year and we were, as we are, we mm. always look after everybody else and we mm. take the whole family. And I suppose what I would say is it's a bit like everything in life. You know, I say to the girls all the time, happiness is about moments. It's not a continuous mm. thing, happiness. And if you think of your holiday more as, hopefully we'll get moments, we'll get moments where we can, where we can, you know, have a bit of a landing patch to what we are and what we want. But it's and not to put that enormous pressure, like I'm going to have the perfect Christmas or I'm going to have the perfect New Year. All these things that we discuss a lot and we've worked out a lot, you know, as a um, society, you know, most people now say, oh, well, I don't have any expectations anymore for New Year's Eve. We've got to get a bit like that with holidays. It'd be really nice if we just, like, had just at least one time where we were just really felt connected. But there's all the work that you've got to do around that. It's not going to happen magically if you're not connecting before we mm. go on holiday. I mean, I think a really interesting thing also that's in this article is about, yeah. they, and I think it's a woman who uses the phrase, they, they use their sort of sex quotient, how often how often they regularly have sex, what their average, weekly average, and all that kind of stuff. Something that whenever I've mentioned this to Nad, she kind of literally, you look completely perplexed by it. And I don't sit there like a cricket statistician looking, well, at, the, looking at the looking at the, the runs scored, the wickets taken, and what's the average. No, I'm getting there. And But, but I do sometimes. And when I do sometimes, I sort of, you know, I don't know how to sort of say this. Even the longest lovemaking process is, is rarely as long as most people would like it to be. And sometimes I think there is a feeling, and I think it's, again, it's not necessarily a selfish feeling, that you get there, you have sex, whatever, and it's unexpected. You've had that little landing pad moment. You've grabbed a moment and it's been fantastic and it lasts, I don't know, you've had a quickie. It lasts five minutes. <coughs> if you're really like an Adonis, you've lasted five minutes. Or... You, so you have that experience, but then it's like, oh God, for five minutes, and I think. Well, I wasn't we, necessarily talking about. No, 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 the no, you act. weren't. But what I'm talking about, which is really, it is much more different, is there is the grabbing it on the go type thing, which is one kind of thing, and I think you can, and lots of sex therapists will say this, you can make that exciting and fun and what have you, but also it is almost, I would say, an impossible ambition on a multi generational family holiday to in any way even consider the prospect of being able to have a sort of, you know, foreplay, build-up kind of frisson. I, I think it's about expectation. I think it's about recognising the limitations. I think it's about knowing when you can and when you can't and all that kind of stuff. Because, yeah, it, it, you know, there would have been a time in my life where if I came back from a holiday with my partner and we, say, hadn't had sex, but there were all very good reasons for it, I would have allowed that to really, really, really bother me. I well, would... because men... 
more often than women will see sex as love. And if you're not having sex... Not just love, but being <clears throat> no, no, not just love, but they would, they, they would feel unloved. If They would feel like their partner didn't love them anymore. Not even that, lust them. I mean, I think there's, I think there's love in a relationship, yeah. but there's also just desirability. But, but, you know, the thing is, you when, you, when you're bringing up kids... I don't know if 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 you haven't got children. I'm just I suppose I suppose because our whole relationship together, My we've had children. We've had children. So, and and I have found that I've found it really tough being a mum. It hasn't felt as easy as I thought it was going to be because I always wanted to be a mum and I thought it would just be very very organic and very. And I, I, I actually really struggled and had so much self-doubt being a mum. They consumed me, you know, absolutely consumed. I was exhausted so much of the time. You know, I was an older mum, you know, and then peri probably when I had both the girls, I was probably actually now, when I think about it, in perimenopause. Mm. So there's energy levels and everything. Mm. And we've spoken about this many times. And, you know, I think men, it, I think it's really difficult for a partner when they are with somebody who is sidelining them because literally they can't get one foot in front of the other because they're mm. so knackered. Um, but, it, but it's equally difficult for both. It is equally mm. difficult. And, the, and, you know, I'm not going to say women, I'm going to say I was just like, I can't actually cope with the need of this person when I'm just trying to, like, keep my foot... And they always want you, the babies, they, they, when they're young, they always want to get in your bed, they always mm. want to eat your food, they always want to hang off your neck, they always want to sit in your... You know, at that age, it's just constant. And then it's just another person wanting something from your body. That's what it becomes. And it's not that you don't lust that person. If you probably had an hour to sit and think about it, you probably would, but you get consumed. Mm. That's the thing. And then this other person is left opposite you, like puppy dog eye going, what about me? And maybe it will all be fixed on holiday. And you just want to, you just want to, you want to throw yourself I into don't, the I don't, sea. Well, I think yeah. that characterisation is a bit simplistic. I don't think it is No, but I am being purposely no, 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 simplistic. No, 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 I, I get I mean. what you're saying, and I think it's really important for men to hear that, and I think it's really important for men to hear that, because it's true, and I think... One of the benefits of us having gone through all of that sort of stuff is for me to be able to look back and, you know, I'm going to be a parent, a father to daughters who are much older and they're going to go through these issues in their yeah. relationships and growing up and getting old and going through... I'm going to have kids that go through a menopause, you know. So it would be... I'm looking forward to hopefully being able to really help with whoever partner they're with, you know, what that period of time is like and not to take it personally, not to feel it in this way, to try and have compassion and understanding and space and all the things that are necessary that was... I was unaware of it purely from a menopausal position, of course, from a parenting. I, I was unaware that you had depression yeah, and bipolar. I mean, you know, but everyone is we, going through we, so many different things. We were going through shit and we didn't know we were going through shit. And... and, and you know, so mm. again, to just we're all going to put our sexy coat on now, mm. and we're going to go on holiday, and we're going to, and there's all this shit yeah. going on still as individuals, as a couple. It ain't, it ain't going to be fixed on a week in Spain. <laughs> well, it's funny though because it was a toss-up between this article I found and the other article that I, I sent to Nadia at the same time on our shared WhatsApp podcast ideas. One was the increase in sex tourism and sex parties and sex cruises Definitely and all that kind of stuff. No, 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 no. <laughs> but isn't it interesting that there's that these are the two ends of the spectrum? And I wonder whether, in some regards, the increase of the other one there was something on television was it Gogglebox or something they were talking about swinging or so. But I wonder whether you know that sort of and there was a piece that I did at the weekend on uh, the weekend coffee moaning, our, our sort of newspaper news sort of digest, 
which was about the increasing vogue for monogamish, monogamous, monogamish kind of relationships. And I sometimes wonder whether that also comes out of this difficulty or struggle, actually, to find time for yourselves so that you almost have to kind of multiply your options a little bit in order to, to, to find the things that, that you want for yourself. But just on a sort of slightly more lighthearted fashion, what, something in this article I really liked was, I think it was a woman said at one point, the nice thing about being on holiday is, of course, you feel a bit more attractive because you've got a bit of a, a suntan and your partner looks a bit better because they've got a bit of suntan. Well, let me just pause things right there. More often than not, as a British man, you're sunburned. Because you didn't you listen but to your bloody wife who said, make sure you put cream on before you go out. And I'm not body shaming <laughs> sunburnt bodies, but there's nothing less attractive than a sunburnt male body, regardless of how toned and... and Especially if the burn goes on their Jesus creepers. <coughs> Jesus Pattern. creepers, exactly. So there's that. There's the, the time when you fell asleep yes. with two hands. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Then there's also the issue of, of, of hygiene, not hygiene, but sort of... Talk, I, there was a great bit there where she talked about the, the loo, the use of the loo when you're in a, on a couple's retreat. Mm. And go and use the lobby loo. And she mentions this, and obviously it's a thing. It is incumbent on anyone in a romantic situation, if you're going away and you're spending time in a room with your partner and it's quite close because it's a hotel or whatever, it is incumbent on you absolutely to use another lavatory rather than the toilet in which you That's what you always do. I always do that. I will, as we walk into a hotel, also to not even, I mean, I do this on purpose, to not even put sort of like a magnifying glass over the moment. Because imagine you go back to your room, it's all a bit romantic, and you went, excuse me, darling, I'm just going to go downstairs and take a shit. I mean, that would be awful. Okay, well, there you go. What one does is you come into the hotel all together, you're all together, you maybe get a drink at reception, you talk to somebody, you get a sample. Just do it en route. Do it en route. No one knows. No one feels yeah. it. Yeah, it's, these it's, are important yeah. things. There you go. Be open about your expectations, but don't overthink it, she says. Um, note to self, our partners aren't mind readers. This is what I always say. If you don't know what you want and you don't ask for it, you can't be disappointed. What if you know what you want, but it's so many different things you don't know how to choose? Well, you see an ADHD specialist. <laughs> <laughs> um, before leaving on holiday... I'm making that joke because we both have ADHD. Yeah, we, have ADHD. <laughs> we are diagnosed. Before leaving on holiday, sometimes it's a good idea to each communicate your hopes and expectations wow. for what you'd like to happen sexually in the days ahead. Wait for this, because I've got a very strong opinion on this. Can you draw diagrams? In sex therapy, we call this the pizza approach, since it resembles ordering one. How much pizza do you want? What toppings? When should it arrive? Be specific as possible. Yep. Though, if the mood takes you, don't overthink it. For all the supposed benefits of verbal communication, it's no substitute for just physically enjoying your partners. Now, it's a topping. Now, now, now. Sorry. So often when I read advice from sex therapists, it's shit. I think, yeah, I think, Sorry. what? world are you living in? What's the phrase, pizza no, Well, no, don't, don't worry no, about that. No, she no, said you've worried. got to order it. Like, I would like this no, no, and then no, I'd no, like... I'm using that, but that's where I'm finding humour, is in the pizza topping for yeah. me. Yeah, it's just silly, isn't it? I mean, but, but, but the point that I want to make is, when they give you this advice, OK, know what you want and then ask for it, like a pizza topping. Oh, I'd like a little blowjob here and then I'd like this here and then I'd like that there. Those are for people that are... That advice is already for people that have had good sex life, great communication, exactly. no embarrassment. Exactly. Who is that going to help who I'll might be struggling you. a bit? Well, this is like this is like putting... Doing that puts enormous pressure, pressure on this everyone. This is what I would say. This is Especially what I would say. on the pizza delivery man. 
This is what I would say. If I was a sex therapist, I would say, <clears throat> if you were like, either married with children or not, and you're in a couple and you've got a very high pressure job and you're just, you know, you're just busy. You're busy people and you haven't had time to, to, um, so I cannot believe this light above me makes me look 100 years well, old. It's only I've just let your go. nose. Let God, it doesn't matter. Stop it. I would say, so if it was a married couple, I'd say, right, before you go away, right, for maybe even only a week, if you can manage it, they think you do it for a few weeks of it. If you're the person that is constantly leaving your pants on the floor, just stop putting it away. If you're the one in the, in the relationship who never gives the other one a little hug from behind mm. or a kiss on the neck, then just start thinking of mm. doing it. If you're the person in the relationship that, that does nag and i'm saying the personal relationship because I, I do not only attribute nagging to women mm. men nag too it's a human thing not a not a gender thing if you are the person in the relationship that nags like oh my god why can't you just do that oh god like you've left the hoover out hear that and wonder if you can probably just reel it back in a bit if you're never really listening to your partner when they come in and they tell you something about their day maybe just listen a bit more you know, if you've never, ever empty, if you never empty the dishwasher, empty the dishwasher sometimes. These are the little things that get in the cracks, cause little fissures in a relationship, cause little, like, <clears throat> twists and turns in the stomach, tightness between two people. It's about the day-to-day -day cherishing and caring about each other rather than sitting the person down and saying, right, I'm going to want, want this thing. Because if somebody did that to me, I'd be like, well, whistle, baby, because I just don't feel close enough to you at the moment to be able to deliver that. And I think that's a more realistic way because you just start doing those nicer things for each other, you will naturally soften a bit to each other. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to the thing that Nadia champions all the time, which is sex is can, at its best and most meaningful and most enjoyable, be an extension of how you're feeling for that person, the warmth, the connectivity, yeah, the respect, the mutual kind of, you know. I mean, I think, I, I suppose I'm, it is for me too, but I do think a lot of other women and a lot of men do disassociate some of that stuff from it. I, I, the more and more I'm with you, the less and less I can. I understand that more and more as I get older. It's a maturing thing. I just think you are probably more sexually mature at a much earlier age than me because... Uh, you know, I I can talk about sex and it still be enjoyable and loving and caring and intimate. I mean, I can, for me, sex can trigger or instill a closer kinship and bond. I, for example, can more comfortably and more naturalistically, and this will be about my own issues, it's nothing to do with you, feel like I can be tactile and affectionate with you after sex and and when I say after I don't mean like literally at that moment yes then but also in the couple of days afterwards because for me it's like a a little puff of an explosion that says yeah she's into me I'm into her and I can sustain myself from that whereas as you're running in through a let's call it a barren sort of landscape of functional life and you're getting towards something and what's needed is that puff of connection before you've had the for some people, it works differently. And I think for me, it comes from a moment of deep intimacy and frisson out of which I actually feel love. So I, I'm one of those people for whom the process, the act, being careful here, um, the process and the act uh, can amplify that and trigger it. And I think sometimes where we've struggled is that that's how it works for me more and it works for you in the opposite way. 
I I cannot fix an argument with sex, no, but I think more often in my experience in life, that's how men want to fix an argument. It's the very worst time for me because, like, unless I'm connected, which also makes me somebody that isn't unfaithful and doesn't mm. hasn't hasn't like had multiple multiple partners because I have to have a connection, and that doesn't change when I'm in a relationship. I still need a connection, so. If we're not getting on well, yes, if we're not getting on well and then we were to communicate a bit and then we did, then, of course, it's going to amplify it. But I can't go from not mm. getting on and not having a connection and I have to have a connection every time. Mm. And I love that about myself and it makes me so strong in, in, in myself and who I am and what I am. And I've never had to... I've never had to chase someone to feel some way. And I would always, you know, I've never fixed anything in my life with sex. I love sex, but I've never fixed my life with it. And that means I've never been a victim to it or a victim of it with people and having to chase people. Do you know what I mean? No, and, and, and I, would, I would wholeheartedly agree. And as your friend, as a friend of yours, I would look at you and, and I'm in admiration of that because I... Think, <laughs> but no, as your no, husband, no. God, I wish you were someone no, no, no. As your husband, I just wish we could just get on with it. No, I mean, <laughs> because I suppose the issue for me with that is, is that when I say... What bar, about for the mother of your... What about for your mother of your children and what, how I talk to them about it? What do you mean? Please, that I am the way that you, I am. Yes, of course, but also, I mean, but the, but the point I'm trying to make is, is that I'm talking about, I'm not talking actually, I wasn't talking about fixing anything. I was talking about it from a point of view of just the necessary, not having a bad patch, not having an argument and fixing an argument. Yeah, I'm just talking you, about the ordinariness you, of it. You Hang would on, love to make an argument up that way, to have total distance and then fix it that way. Well, yes. Yes, that is, yes. If you I mean, put I this up, you've got to admit it. No, 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 but that's not what I'm talking about here. I do do that, and I have done that, but that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, I never know, do that. I, huh? Never do that, because that never works. No, me. no, no, what I'm talking about is, like, ordinary, just trudging life days go by, and then sometimes, I think, if there was intimacy that is kind of, could would be coming from a sort of unprepared perspective and just happens, it would help for me kind of flourish a sort of certain kind of, I don't know, what do you want to call it? Intimacy, empathy, all that, all the stuff. Whereas actually what happens is the trudge-like nature of just day-to-day -day life, one gets slightly, so slightly, just sort of separate, 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 separate. And then you wonder why you're looking at each other across this huge ravine going, mm, well, actually, if we'd have just had a little bit of touchstone there or a little bit of touchstone well, there. But well, I, would, I would still say, and this is why I think it's so good that we're both coming from this at such a different angle, because there will be people that 100% will be going, God, I'm just like Mark, mm. and God, I'm just like Nadja. Mm. And that's that's why this podcast, I wish I'd had something to listen to like this because mm. you can get, you can just retreat into your own sense of, is it right or is it, well, is nobody's right and nobody's wrong. You just have to try and find a way that you can both live with your own right. Mm. And the thing is that you can absolutely know about me that it's like always authentic. It's never... You know, I'm never mm. in a situation where, I mean, God, we all are at some point in our relationships where it's like, oh, just to make everybody happy, you know, but that is not the way I wanted to live my life. I wanted mm. to always be true to myself and not be like doing the, like a lot of people I know, just to keep them quiet, just to shut them up, just to keep them happy. I never want to be that mm. person. I'm always going to be in a mood for a week. Mm. I don't want it. I don't no, want, no. I don't want that marriage. I don't want that relationship. And, and I think. You know, when you're talking about how can you have what you want if you don't ask for it, 
I know that's what I want, and yeah, that yeah. is what I ask. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. I suppose, yeah. Okay, it's your way of the highway. <laughs> no, no, no. It's when not. it is, but it no, has to be. No, no, no. No, 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 I, don't, no I don't think that's fair no, to no, say no, that. No, I didn't mean it as unfairly as that sounded. But what I'm saying by that is, unfortunately, I have to say this because I do think we are different in this. The only way a relationship can work is that if one person is in that sort of way of approaching it all the time. And I think, as I've just said, I am in admiration of it. One has to, for the sake of that relationship, respect that side of it first. It has, you have to. Otherwise, well, you're asking someone to do something incredibly intimate and personal about their body and themselves that they don't want to do. And that's not but good. But it's really interesting. I hope you don't mind me saying this. Because what I'm hearing is that you don't want to hear what I said. Because no, no, actually, actually, the key is extremely easy to pick up and put in the lock. Because if you listen to what my advice would have been as a sex therapist... Was, no, was I, I agreed with it. I wasn't saying that there has to be this incredibly intimate thing that has to then build. I was saying it's the yeah, tiny the little moments of cherishing hmm. that will lead me there and many other people. But... The fact that so often somebody that doesn't think in that way just doesn't want to do that or just doesn't hear that, then I would say that's two people insisting on doing it on exactly their own way. Because hmm. I don't think... I'm, ne I'm never saying, I want to be flown to Paris, I want peckles scattered on the floor, I want baths run for me, I want... I'm not. I'm saying sometimes a, a nice hug, sometimes the emptying of the dishwasher. When you're, when you're earlier, you know, in earlier years... If you if the other one's been the one that gets up every night for the baby, you do that maybe two or three nights in a row. Imagine mm. that. Imagine that. The intimacy, the care, the love, the romance in that. Mm. My romantic love language, Bear never asks for any, there is no money involved in it. There's not a single thing that I want bought for me or given to me to show romance. I want the cherish, mm. I want the understanding, I want the I want the really hearing me, really seeing me, I want all that. That yeah. is the biggest romance. Well, well in life. if I didn't do that, we wouldn't still be here. So No, no, it but, but no, no, but I'm I'm just saying what, still, what, what I'm my saying love is, language is is that, that that's what we're talking about, it's the different love languages, isn't it? Yeah, and that's that? all I'm saying. It's not that I didn't understand all of the kind of nuanced all of those points, but and I totally agree. And it's taken me many more years to get there. And it's partly because I'm a man. And it's partly because I'm younger. And but it's, it's part... not a lot to ask for, is it? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. No one has no, said no. that. I'm, no. I'm, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing with, with your approach. What I'm saying is, is that we've just, you've just acknowledged and embraced the fact that people come at things with a different approach and feel differently about things. A lot of people are going to be listening to some of the things that I've just said and agree with me. It doesn't make them horrible people. Or people. Know, nor, nor does it make them people who are unwilling to hear exactly what you've said. It's, it's a learning curve of what gets you to the right place to feel that you can be intimate with someone. Of course, I understand all those things. Hang on. But my point is, is that what I've learned is, and this is the change, and I think this is a male thing, is that there would have been a time where, yeah, I could even understand all of that, but, oh, I want to have sex with you because I fancy you. And I, it's like, it's the right situation. It's the right night. We're together this night. Yeah, and, I, hang on, and I would have felt down about it. And I would have seen that as a reflection of a bad thing in the relationship. I'm at a point now. And she might have, you might have had sex and you wouldn't have necessarily wanted to. What I'm saying is, is that I'm now at a point where I wouldn't look at it like that. Why would I want to if you weren't wanting to? I wouldn't. Sorry. I didn't say anything half as explicit as you. I don't understand. I'm suddenly like... 
<laughs> which is very apt with what we're talking yeah. about. No, the reason why I went back and, ch and challenged again was because when you said, so it really is your way of the highway, I think, I think that is relevant when somebody is saying it's only this way. But when you say how things work for you and then you give really simple mm. ways for that to be put into place... I don't think that is my way of the highway. It's saying okay, well, this, is, this, is, this right. is the way that it can work for me and it's not going to cost you any money and it's not going to take you hours and hours, but it's these moments to me mm. are my love language. Yours is I want you to I want to walk in and I want you to rip my clothes off and not and not and not care and, and have wild abandon. Which again is a, a maturity thing. It's like we all understand that's not our lives anymore. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And and I might want that more when we're not with people, and then you might not be quite in the mood. So, it you know it is about it's about making, yeah, it's just about making way for each other, isn't it? It's about getting those moments to align. It's not just about ordering a pizza with a pineapple topping. I wish it was. No, and um, sex therapists, if you're listening, please don't give people the most impossible exercises to do. These are people that can't bear the bloody sight of each other often. Oh, no, you don't people. even want the other one to walk in and suddenly got to sit down and start ordering what they want on their But why are the day? metaphors like and analogies? Yeah, why are the analogies always like takeaway food? It's really annoying. Treat it like a bag of fish and chips or a curry or something like that. Anyway, anyway. Anyway, one thing you say about our podcast is we never know where it's going to end up and we're right. always very honest. Yeah, and right. that is actually incredibly hard. It's really difficult mm. to be honest in the way that we are so i really hope you appreciate that <laughs> and that you tell your um your family and friends and subscribe and write a nice comment if you enjoy it and the reason i'm sitting back here right back here now is that you literally didn't want to see me in that light